Chapter 12, A Long Road Home. After three years of very successful ministry in Ephesus, training the six young men that would take over the ministry, uh, take over the, the mission of the church, spreading to the world, a ministry that brought in many other people to Ephesus to learn and to uh, sit under Paul's teaching and have that mentoring thing going on. And uh, so successful, in fact, that, that all of Asia Minor uh, heard the gospel. Uh, Paul is, is forced out of Ephesus uh, and back on the road. He, uh, he, takes, he takes a journey now from Ephesus up to Troas, and um, he can't find Titus. Remember, Titus had gone to Corinth with, uh, with the letter 1 Corinthians, or, or sorry, with the letter in between 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians. And so, uh, so Paul's on the move now, and he'd like to hear what happened in Corinth, but, but uh, he's, he's going along here, and, and eventually he goes on then to uh, Macedonia, and uh, somewhere along there, uh, he catches up with Titus, and Titus gives him a report, uh, in some ways uh, an unexpected report. Uh, Paul, and when Titus joins him, Titus are traveling among these churches, these communities where Paul's been before, to encourage the churches and teach them and, and help them out in any way they can. But Titus reports that, um, that the uh, Corinthians had received the angry letter. They, they'd uh, welcomed Titus in. They'd listened to what he had to say as Paul's voice. And uh, they had responded to it. And they had changed their ways. And then they'd gone back to the letter we know of as 1 Corinthians and kind of come in line with that. And so that was a very, very encouraging report. They treated Titus well. So Paul begins to write a letter uh, to the Corinthians. And while he's writing, he once again receives report from other Christians who've been traveling through the area. As we know, people traveled throughout the Mediterranean area uh, very much during this period of time. And so uh, this new report um, from people we don't know who they are talks about some Jewish, um, one translation of how Paul describes them would be super apostles. Uh, these people had visited Corinth. And they claimed on the authority of Jerusalem that Paul could not be trusted, that Paul's gospel had left out the most, most glorious part of the gospel, which was the Old Testament law, and uh, that Paul's collection of money was just simply exploitation and that uh, he was probably pocketing the money. They complained about the fact that Paul was very meek and mild when he was in person with people. He wasn't forceful, but then in his letters he came across forceful, as of course he did in this letter uh, in between that we don't have. And uh, they also pointed out that Paul didn't perform very many miracles, whereas some of the Jewish apostles did, and that Paul didn't have a reputable genealogy. He couldn't trace his line all the way back to Abraham. And so uh, Paul writes 2 Corinthians from somewhere in Macedonia in the year 57. He urges the Corinthian believers to forgive the man who had publicly defied him when he had visited last. Uh, he shares his heart about the painful letter, as he calls it, uh, that they had received well as Titus brought it to them. He addresses issues that uh, come in the report from Titus and uh, the others. 
And uh, these are the issues, as I've just explained. Uh, Paul can't be trusted. Paul left out the law. Paul is exploiting through the collection. Paul is weak and doesn't perform miracles. And Paul does not have a good genealogy. And so those are kind of the topics in 2 Corinthians as uh, Paul uh, addresses them and sends that ahead of himself and telling them that he's going to visit, which, in fact, he does. Uh, the winter of 57, Paul spends in Corinth. He travels to Corinth. He spends the winter with Gaius, Titus, and Justus, uh, people who become strong ministry partners and good friends, and uh, they, they spend the winter in Corinth together. It seems that the troubles in Corinth have, have, been, uh, have been resolved. They've, they're behind the church, and the church is on good footing now. It had a rocky start in its, in its years of existence, but, but now it seems to have stabilized and come along very well. It seems to be a, a good time, a good winter there. While Paul is in Corinth uh, during this, this winter, he receives word from Rome, from Aquila and Priscilla. And if you remember, uh, Paul had sent them along with many others to Rome to start a church there. And uh, the report is very positive. The church, as was expected, as was planned, is causing the spread of the gospel all over the Western world. Uh, people travel to Rome for political reasons. They bring with them their slaves and servants. Uh, most of the people from all over the empire who are in the military for some reason or another end up in Rome at some point and then go out to their assignments. And business comes to Rome and leaves. And it's just it's just the metro the metropolitan place where where everything uh, comes and goes from. And as such, the church is strong. They have good leadership. A great group of people started it there. And people come to Rome, and as they encounter the church there, they, they many of them receive the gospel. And then they go back out to the places where they are, and, and they want to spread the gospel there and start churches wherever they are. And so Aquila and Priscilla have asked Paul to write uh, a special kind of letter, um, this is something they want to have in hand so that when they send these new believers back to their hometowns, they can take this, this writing with them and then it will have enough information in it that they can establish themselves as a believing community wherever they are. And so this is what Paul sits down to do in the winter of 57 when he writes Romans. His purpose here is to, to write down a full proclamation of the gospel that someone can take in hand, go wherever they're going, and with that that letter in hand, with that writing in hand, they have the knowledge they need, together with the Old Testament, to to begin a community of Jesus' people, uh, spreading the kingdom of heaven wherever they go. So in this letter, Paul clearly sets forth the gospel of grace. He gives a robust defense of God's righteousness. And then he deals with the division between Jews and Gentiles, uh, as that seems to always be an issue that comes up in the world at this time. Not in our time, but in Paul's time, this was always going to be something they had to negotiate. So then, uh, uh, oh, sorry, once again, forgot to advance the slide, but there it is for you. You can take a look at Romans and uh, pause here to read Romans. And, uh, and then we're going to go on with Paul's journey home. So Paul, um, Paul kind of backtracks. Uh, it's not 
ships liked to stay close to shore in those days, and he wanted to visit these different places. And he backtracks back through these areas and eventually comes back, uh, back all the way to Jerusalem. And he arrives in Jerusalem with Luke and eight co-workers, and uh, they have with them the collection, the relief fund for the Jerusalem church. And all along the way as he travels, there's prophecies that he's going to be arrested and possibly killed if he goes back to Jerusalem. But he goes anyways. He feels compelled by the Holy Spirit to go, and he also feels compelled by the, by the collection he's collected to follow through and finish it out and bring it back to Rome. And so this is what he does. And uh, his plan is to go back to Antioch, but as we'll find out, that doesn't happen. 